We are now under a week away from the Sir Pro First Responder Bowl between the Louisville Cardinals and the Air Force Falcons. Just how good are the Falcons? Well, we're going to answer that and more on this episode of the Locked on Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Also, I want to take this time to thank you personally for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. Haven't necessarily gone too much in depth into the first, I'm sorry, the Serb Pro First Responder Bowl between the Louisville Cardinals and the Air Force Falcons, but we'll start to do that with today's episode, beginning by answering the question, just how good is Air Force and how good have they been this year? I'm going to explain why that's tough to gauge and then... You know, we've all, um, you know, we all watched that game against Kentucky in the season um, conclusion in the regular season, um, and it brought forth a lot of concerns. I'm going to tell you three things that I'm looking for personally for the Louisville Cardinals to do in this matchup against Air Force. And then finally, in the last segment, we'll switch tunes, head over to men's basketball, where top 2023 commit hometown hero male basketball star Caleb Glenn and his team squared off in the King of the Bluegrass over the past X amount of days. We'll talk about how he fared in that tournament coming up later on in the show. Before we get into the content of the show today, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a, I'm a credentialed mem- media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as both a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. Also do some PA announcing work for various sports in the university. You can follow my personal Twitter in the graphic in the bottom left hand of your screen. And you can also follow the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore global. So let's get right on into the show. And I got to be honest, um, you know, we're talking about how good Air Force is and you know, if you've listened to the show or followed along over the past uh, however many weeks, you know, at the end of the football season, when I talk about how good a team is, you know, I, a lot of times I'll come to a crossroads to where I'm just not so sure. Now, as the ACC slate got um, deeper into the schedule, it was easier to kind of uh, gauge how good teams are. But early on, it was it was a little challenging because there wasn't a lot of uh, continuity in terms of opposition. And there were some conflicting things in, in terms of analysis, but just kind of breaking it down for the Air Force Falcons. For those who are not aware, they are 90, uh, 90, 9 and 3 on the season in the Mountain uh, West Conference. They finished 6 and 2. Uh, Troy Calhoun, once again, at the helm for the Air Force Falcons. Very solid this season. Uh, they had three losses, and all three were under seven points. They lost Utah State earlier in the season, 49-45. to Two losses back-to-back to the then-ranked South Dakota State Aztecs, 20-14, to and then lost a rivalry game to Army, 21-14. to So throughout the season, um, beaten you know, a lot of opposition, but the, the – challenging aspect of you know gauging how good they are is the fact that their strength of schedule not necessarily the greatest just 84th out of 130 fbs teams um, that have been graded 
And like I mentioned, to break down Air Force, you have to really look into what they do on both sides of the ball. And for those who aren't aware, um, like most of the academy teams, they do run a very unique uh, triple off triple option type offense to where it's very deceptive in running the ball. And in fact, Air Force currently has the number one rated rushing attack uh, in the NCAA this season. The average um, 340.8 rushing yards per game led by junior running back Brad Roberts, who has uh, 1,275 on the season, which is 14th in the nation. So that offense, I mean, as, as you would expect, it's not an offense that throws the ball a lot. I mean, I think they only have, I think they have less than 1000 yards in, in terms of uh, passing yards. Um, but they run the ball extremely well. They pretty much, they utilize that triple options, triple option offense. I can't even speak today. Um, the triple option offense to a T uh, they use it to their advantage with the dece- deceptive aspects of it. So it's one of those things where it's kind of hard to gauge because I, I think that it, it's kind of hard to grasp how good the triple option offense is because some teams do better defending that than others. However, you can also make the argument that teams haven't done the, that great against it considering the fact that they are – you know, having the best rushing season of any team in college football this year. Points-wise, they are scoring it at 31 points per game, which is good for just under uh, 50th uh, in the country. On the defensive side of things, this is where things get a little tricky when you gauge how good Air Force Force is because defensively, they are extremely stout. They are the 13th scoring defense in the country, allowing under 20 points per game to their opposition – 20th in passing defense, allowing under 200 yards per uh, uh, 200 yards per contest to their opponents. They're 29th in the turnover margin, but the interesting t- statistic here is the fact that they are allowing 94.7 rushing yards per game, which is good for seventh in the country. So yes, you could talk about how deceptive that triple option offense may be. But the reality of the fact is they also are extremely solid defensively. So they're a good team. And it's, it's something that you know you can't overlook, you know, the fact that they play in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, you can't overlook that their strength of schedule is in the um, you know, it, it's one of the, it's in the bottom half of the FBS. However, when you look against the teams that they played, they haven't necessarily gotten beaten, you know. All that much, uh, only three losses. I think a combined by less than fifteen. I'm sorry, twenty points or so. So even when they do lose, it's very close. You know, scoring wise, if you're a high scoring offense playing against Air Force, you know something's got to budge. And I think we'll talk about that here in the next segment when we discuss what I want to see from Louisville personally. It's interesting to really break it down because you always run the risk of when you play a one dimensional offense. One of two things is going to happen. Number one, you're going to, you know, make that aspect of the game or make the other aspect of the game obsolete. So, meaning, you know, for uh, who was it? Virginia, you know, when, you know, Brandon Armstrong had what, 400 yards passing, but the rushing attack, they didn't necessarily have any type of rushing game. You know, you can make one aspect of the game obsolete. And Virginia showed that either that works to your advantage. To where, um, you know, you, you just completely throw a wrench in the other team's game plan, or 
that aspect of the game is just so potent and so deadly that it doesn't necessarily matter what the other aspect of the game is. It, you know, you have to have a certain amount of discipline and discipline is definitely the name of the game when you are focusing on guarding a triple option offense. And it makes it that much more difficult that you don't, that opponents of Air Force this season haven't necessarily had much leeway because that defense is allowing under 20 points per game. So it makes it critical that you truly hold Air Force and, you know, contain what they're able to do in the rushing attack like i mentioned we will continue to dissect air force personnel um how they match up positionally to the louisville cardinals um you know what the keys to the game are you know we'll have all of that coverage you know leading up to the game on the 28th um so there are a couple things that i want to see from the louisville cardinals in this game there are three things that uh, are on the top of that priority list we'll talk about that here in just a second after we talk about our friends down at prize picks obviously if you're listening to this episode, you understand that bowl season is here, Cardinal fans. I've been telling you about prize picks, and if you still haven't signed up, i got to be honest and ask, what are you waiting for? In addition to the college football action, prize picks makes college basketball more exciting. It's daily fantasy made easy, offering more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world and offering any prop you can think of. So in basketball, you can play points, rebounds, assists, threes made, and more. All of those that deposit and use the promo code Locked On will receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So here's how it works. You basically pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. But here's the here's the great thing about prize picks. It allows mixed sports entries. So you can take the over on Joel Embiid and combine that with the under on Aaron Rodgers in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's safe. It offers fast withdrawal, so don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code Locked On, or go to your App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Also, I want to take this time to talk to you about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, NetSuite. So imagine this scenario. This is it. The putt to win the tournament, if you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. And you can kind of draw some parallels on sometimes how you run your business. Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. So to see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. It's the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. And it's everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite um, for the new year. NetSuite is offering a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash locked. Head to NetSuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Once again, that is NetSuite.com slash locked. Thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021, the local experts' betting advice and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begin or begun, not begin, that's not even a word, Dalton, begun last Friday. So be sure to check that out. So as I mentioned, there are a couple things that I want to see from the Louisville Cardinals in this matchup with the Air Force Falcons. Um, just currently briefly stating them, and then we'll dive into each individual one. Number one, that is containing and doing a better job uh, than you did in 2018 of containing the triple option offense. Number two is winning the line of scrimmage. 
Number three is with the amount of injuries and um, guys not playing in the ballgame via transfer and stuff like that, I want to see some of the younger guys step up. So let's dive right on into the first one, and that is uh, handling the triple option offense and containing that. I mean, obviously, Dalton, I mean, it is very evident. I mean, you said it yourself. This is a triple option offense that runs the ball better than any team in the country. I mean, of course, you would want to contain, you know, the you know the option offense and make it obsolete, which is easier said than done. No team in college football has really been able to do that so much this season outside of maybe San Diego State and Army. And to that, I say you're right. You're definitely right. I'm not disagreeing or saying that that is wrong. Um, but when you look at Louisville from a context perspective. Um, I, I want to see the cards make some better strides defensively. Obviously, this season, all season long, the issue's kind of been containing other offenses. They've done pretty solid with the rushing defense, uh, and I, I've been pretty uh, impressed with what they've been able to do against some you know top guys, uh, Mateo Durant, um, Sean Tucker from Duke, and um, – I'm sorry, Duke and Syracuse, respectively. So it's it's one of those things to where when when you look at what the Cards get did against Syracuse, they had you know sort of not necessarily a great passing game, but they had a great rushing attack. Louisville really um, forced the issue there and made it tough for the for the Orange to um, assert themselves on the offensive side of things on the ground. But this is a different animal. And you're talking about a rushing attack that you know comes in a lot of different ways. Uh, you, you know, option offense, there's a lot of deceptiveness. There's a lot of um, you know, reads at the line of scrimmage, you know, repass options without the pass option. Um, so the name of the game, like I said, is discipline. I want to see, you know, some of these younger guys stay disciplined, um, you know, really complete tackles and, you know, get plays blown up at the line of scrimmage. And that kind of brings me to my second point is winning the line of scrimmage. Defensively, I think it speaks for itself. When you're able to get guys in the opposing backfield and making the quarterback, you know, make decisions quicker, especially in a uh, context of, you know, trying to defend a triple option offense, it makes it that much more valuable when you have guys that can get through the line of scrimmage uh, like Yasir Abdullah, like uh, Ashton Jalati, like Yaya Diaby, etc. Getting them into the backfield, um, forcing Air Force to really um, struggle in, in making their decisions. Um, you know, when you look at what the quarterback for Air Force has been able to do, Hase, I'm going to be pronouncing this wrong, Hasek Daniels. Uh, not only 932 passing yards, uh, but they do have uh, he does have 705 rushing yards. They have four guys that have rushed for over 400 yards this season. So, like I mentioned, it, it comes from in a lot of a lot of ways. So you have to be able to um, identify that at the line of scrimmage and make Daniels um, really make decisions that much quicker. And on the offensive side. I mean, I mentioned it is a very, very solid Air Force defense. They're top 20 in almost every single category. It's going to be a matter of, you know, setting the tone up front, the Louisville offensive line veteran led uh, going out on a bang, um, you know, getting to uh, really force the issue up front, giving the running back some room to run through, uh, and then having some, you know, operation time from Malik Cunningham in the pocket, allowing him to either make decisions with his legs or, you know, in, in the, um, in the air. So it, it's really, it all feeds into each other because, you know, winning the line of scrimmage, you know, helps defensively, obviously. 
and then winning, you know, winning the line of scrimmage on offense, you know, helps some of these guys at the wide receiver core that might get more opportunities with uh, Justin Marshall and Jordan Watkins um, transferring out of the program. So there's a lot of guys still there in the wide receiving core that have made plays. Amari Huggins, Bruce, Tyler Harrell, uh, you know, Marshawn Ford is a receiver to me, et cetera that you can go to for big plays. So I look for, you know, guys to step up and that, you know, spans beyond the wide receiving core. You have, you know, the defensive positions. There's a lot of, um, you know, injury to the linebacking core and the cornerback room. And that that's going to be something to look forward to, to see some of these younger guys and see how they do, uh, in, especially the linebacking core in a game against Air Force to where it's critical that they are able to, um, you know, read the quarterback, jump the gaps, um, and complete the tackles because Air Force has a unique style of football that you would think if you can make them one-dimensional that it would cause other teams to make them obsolete and really succeed against them. That's just not been the case, and I think it's all about, you know, the the art of deception. So you have to stay disciplined, and you have to uh, ball out when you get the opportunity. So I think um, at the end of the day, it's all about containing and staying disciplined on defense and really um, making that Air Force offense and the triple option offense work. It is winning the line of scrimmage. It's getting into the opposing backfield and making Daniels, uh, you know, forcing Daniels to make quicker decisions and possibly slip up and make a mistake or go with the wrong read. And on offense, it's about setting the tone for the rushing attack that has been pretty successful all season long and giving time for Malik Cunningham to dissect the Air Force passing defense. And finally, with the transfers of a handful of guys, with the injuries that have accumulated over the season, I look for players that, um, you know, the younger players that haven't necessarily got a lot of time in years past to really step up and, uh, you know, assert themselves and leave their mark on this game and have some good momentum heading in to the next season. So, and like I mentioned, we will continue to talk about this matchup as the game gets closer on the 28th. So I want to take this time now to switch gears a little bit, look into the Louisville men's basketball side of things in the recruiting realm, 2023 commit and Louisville male high school standout, Caleb Glenn and the Bulldogs took on the King of the Bluegrass this week and came out with a third place finish. We'll talk about how he fared in the handful of games in the Christmas tournament at Fairdale High School over the past couple days. Right after we talk about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has had you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the sports action. Head to the website or user mobile device today to sign up. And receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive it from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 campaign. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and it's where the game starts. Also, before we get into the last segment, I want to talk to you about our friends at Built Bar. The holiday season has been. You know, going smoothly, I still can't believe it's December 22nd, uh, but do yourself a favor before it's too late. Grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, and covered in real chocolate, but amazingly low in sugar, calories, net carbs, fat, etc., and high in protein. So you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many different flavors, and it gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle the holiday. Holiday shoppers. 
Because it's the season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Bill Bar flavor at parties because people are so fat, passionate about their favorite flavor. Tell Santa to throw in a few Bilt Bar flavors in those stockings. Dil dip your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of hot cocoa and like some of those marshmallow treats around the holidays, you need to get your hand on Bilt Bar Puffs. So do yourself a favor. There is a wide variety that Built Bar can fulfill. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Once again, that is the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So, final segment of the Wednesday edition of the show. I'm forgetting my days. It really just doesn't feel like December 22nd. Like, I don't, it's crazy to me that Christmas Eve is two days away. But regardless, um, with it being, you know, the holiday season, the King of the Bluegrass, the annual tournament at Fairdale High School that brings in crowds, you know, that pack the stands at the high school, uh, featuring the top teams in the state and out of state. The male Bulldogs squared off in the tournament like they do every year and finished in third place by defeating the Dorman Cavaliers on Tuesday evening. And Caleb Glenn and the Bulldogs started out solid uh, against the Belfry Pirates. Uh, Topped the 100-point mark, beat Belfry by almost 20 points. Caleb had about 25 points. Um, then they turned to Ashland Blazer, where it took some late-game heroics and a couple uh, mishaps on Ashland Blazer's end to come out on top. Caleb Glenn also in that 20 to 25-point uh, range. He could have been 30 points. I'm not exactly sure how many scored there. Um, then they ran into Covington Catholic, who ended up winning the tournament. Covington Catholic is very, very solid. There's multiple college prospects on that team. The team struggled. Caleb included. He had uh, he led the Bulldogs with twelve points and seven rebounds. Just not able to get a lot going offensively in Cubcath. Uh, like Tim Tim Hayworth, uh, you will tell you, is a very very solid team. And the two teams will square off again on January twenty second at Mail. So if you have nothing to do, be sure to check out that game between two top five teams. And then in the third place game, the Bulldogs bounce back with a solid victory over Dorman. Cavaliers from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Um, very solid program there with Alabama commit uh, Noah Clowney and company. So overall, I, I thought that, um, you know, for a team like Mayo that kind of struggled in the early parts of the season, um, just kind of looked discombobulated on both ends of the court, they they put together a pretty solid resume, and they lost to a team that ended up winning the tournament. They're very solid. Covington Catholic is, is probably – Outside of Ballard, maybe the second favorite to win win it all in March. So I thought that Caleb looked pretty solid. Um, overall, what this week taught me is that, you know, pound for pound, it, it's very hard to check him in the paint. Um, you have to pretty much double team him and swarm him when he gets the ball in the paint because when he does, um, you know, he's very, very strong and finishes well around the rim. One thing that he's beginning to do a lot this year that I think you know takes his post offense to a new level is he's really utilizing the spin move, you know, back to the basket, and he just does kind of the 180 spin that allows him to either go with the offhand or slide down into a drop step dunk. Um, he he's still kind of a work in progress on the perimeter, and that that's to be expected. You know, you know, at playing as a big, he's transitioning into a wing, so it's going to take some time for his six foot seven frame. I think he showed you know balances uh, or I'm sorry spurts 
in the tournament to where the perimeter shot looks good. I mean, the form is not, um, you know, mechanical by any stretch. It's not, um, there's no hitch. It's pretty fluid for his size, and it's just a matter of knocking down the shots. He knocked down a couple against Dorman and really, really showed out against um, Alabama commit Noah Clowney, who is top, I think he's 62nd in the country in the class of 2022, and he looked unstoppable. I mean, he had nearly 30 points. Uh, he may have actually had 30 points. I'm not exactly sure. I announced um, all but one of their games in the King of the Bluegrass. The only game I didn't announce was against Belfry. I announced against a couple teams in the tournament. Or, and um, from the from what I saw, Caleb was probably one of the top five most impressive uh, individual prospects, or I'm sorry, individual performances um, from a whole collective body of work from the tournament, um, you know, of any player in there. So I, I was very impressed with what I saw. I, you know, understand and I think Louisville fans need to understand that his perimeter game, his ball handling, you know, his ability to create his own shot, you know, in the mid range, it's all it's all coming together. He's better than he was a year ago, which is better than he was the year before that as a freshman. So he is still, you know, getting better. His best days are ahead of him. Um, he does already have a college ready body. I mean, if you look at him, he he's He's pretty jacked, um, you know, so that's a good thing that you know, it's not necessarily a matter of getting in the weight room because he has that strength. He's one of the strongest players on the court at all time. So he played very solid. I was impressed by how good he is on the boards, um, which is not really um, a shock to me because I see it every home game. But you get the sense that you know he could come into Louisville right away and be sufficient on the boards. He has a high vertical, very tenacious rebounder, crashes the boards on both ends. I, I like what he's doing, you know, in terms of defense around the rim. Now I think he's getting a better grasp of you know how to play pick and rolls and being you know you know a screen big and trying to hedge the opposing ball handler up top to where it makes it really tough for them to you know make decisions on the fly and pass it down to the big that is uh, trying to slip and roll near the basket. So, you know, overall, I mean, we we saw what we saw, and it was what we expected from Caleb Glenn. I mean, he was putting up you know some big numbers. One-on-one, -on -one, it's almost impossible to stay in front of him. He's very, very strong, and uh, his footwork is getting better. He's getting better ball handling while wise um better in transition and he's going to continue to get better so those that you know maybe watched the covington catholic game or saw some other instances and in some other games where you're like he's a wolf guy of course he is you know he, he he's he's shown over the past three years why he is a top you know 40 player in the country i mean there should be no surprise as to why that is but you can also accept the fact that he is still growing in his game and his best days of basketball are well in his future he's going to continue to get better uh, but he's a kid that loves to work, and uh, that's something that um, you can be very, very encouraged by. So overall, I'm impressed by what he what what he did this past week against some of the best teams, not only in the state, but Dorman is one of the best teams in South Carolina, and he looked flat out dominant, especially around the rim against a high D1 level commit. So we will continue to monitor his progress as you know the season goes on. But overall, started to talk about Air Force and how good they were and why it's kind of hard to gauge, you know, just how good that is and explained what the three things are that I'm looking forward to seeing from Louisville football in the bowl game and finally like 
like we've like we've said, we've talked about Caleb Glenn and how he fared in the King of the Bluegrass with the Bell Bulldogs tomorrow. It'll be back to previewing Air Force, looking at the players to watch and so on and so forth. Before we get out of here, I want to give a couple quick shout-outs to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. Um, you can check out the most recent episode of cardinalsportszone.com. Also, a um, you know, Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder Jeremy Wallman is usually on for Wednesdays. Uh, I told him to let's wait till next week uh, due to some scheduling issues. Also, if you would send out some send out some thoughts to his dad, uh, fighting some health issues that he's had for a while, but he's continually fighting. Um, and you know, we keeping him in my thoughts and prayers. I ask that you do the same. Uh, one of the best guys you'll ever meet in Jeremy and. Um, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree there. Also want to give a, a quick shout out to the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by um, your boy Q with handicapping expert analysis from Lee Sterling. You can get that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. But as far as the episode goes, that is going to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.